Well, good morning, brothers and sisters and our friends who's listening to us all over the world. Who would have thought that we can reach so many people via video link? And in a way, you can say it's because of the pandemic that a lot of these uh, mediums has been opened up for us now to bring the message of Christ uh, uh, all over the world. It's not confound to boundaries. Uh, I just want to have a quick word with our church family. And I know that you are very keen to get together and the state government has allowed that 20 people can gather with social distancing and all of the safety measures in place. Uh, we are not there yet. Uh, as a church, our numbers is past 20 and we are waiting for them to expand that a little bit more. We certainly do not want to break the law as a church. I don't think it's going to be a good testimony for us in the world. But we are close. We are close to the point where they will let us allow us to go to 50 and more. And that certainly fall into our bracket that we can safely come together. I'm looking forward to that day and I know you are looking forward to that day. Uh, I also do not want to break the church up in two groups that one group come this week and a group comes the next week. Uh, I certainly look forward for the day that we open up the news goes out and that very first Sunday, everybody in our church family can walk into the church and have fellowship together. So uh, I would say it's a, just a little bit more patience. But as I started off saying, what a privilege it is to bring the message to you into your home via this medium, via video. And not only that, but these videos can go, you know, around the world. Not only my video, but certainly... Uh, there's a lot of churches who has actually adopted very well to this technology. And it is for the furtherance of the gospel and for the word of God. So we should rejoice in that. If there's one thing that came good that came out of this, it is this medium. I re recall so many times that brothers uh, spoke to me about, you know, when tough times come, that we will go back to the church of Acts, into home churches, well, we've seen now it certainly can work because in a way we are back into the Church of Acts where home church is, is happening. It's just happening via video and you can sit in your own home and listen to the fresh bread, the fresh bread of the Word of God being broken to you. Talking about difficult times, uh, I believe absolutely that we are living currently in a lawless society. We are now currently living in a society that is lawless. You look at what's happening all over the world and you can't convince me that we still have got law and order. Now I know, I know that where you are, it's safe right now. But if you look at the, 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 the social media, if you look at what's happening on your TV screens all over the world in America, it's burning if you look at people and protesters in Australia, New Zealand, in Germany, all over the world, defying law and order to bring a message out. And I was thinking about that, how passionate these people is backing an ideology, how passionately these people come behind a slogan, Black Lives Matter, and everybody and it, it amazes me, everybody from every culture, from every skin color will unite behind that. 
Now, I'm, I'm by far not a politician, and I'm not going to venture into politics, but I would say this. It amazes me that people at such a short notice can demonstrate in that vein, break laws, kill people, destroy people's businesses, destroy people's lives. I've seen horrible videos of people being beaten up because they stand against this. So it amazes me that so many people so quickly can come behind a slogan and march for that and break the law for that, even willing to go to jail for that. And here comes the big but, but not for the word of God, not for Jesus. Now, I'm also not saying that you should break the law for Jesus to go to jail but certainly to preach the gospel. Now, I was thinking about this and uh, I came across 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. And I want you to think forever if you thought that the Bible is true to our day and age. Listen now when Paul writes to this young man and apply it to what you see in front of your eyes. We are certainly living in dangerous times. And I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, that your and my faith is going to be tested. And it's going to be tested more and more and more. You just wait. Listen to my words today. You just wait until these people's eyes are focused away from what they believe in and focus on one target, which for the ages is Christians. And this will just come down the line of Christians. But when Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 verse 1, he says, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Paul was saying that in the Bible back in the day. Perilous times there means dangerous times. And when he says in the last days, I've got no doubt in my mind that we are living in the last days. And we see it in front of our eyes. And I'm absolutely amazed. And I never thought in my lifetime I would see the things that I've preached on for the best part of 25 years now. We see it, our nations are standing up against nations. We see our pestilence is coming in and stop a whole world. We see now how people are coming up against each other and you see pure hatred coming to the surface. And Paul had it right when he wrote to Timothy. He says that, Perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves. It's that self-image. It's that self-promotion. It is all about me, myself, and I. It is the lust of the flesh. The definition for lust is to benefit me at the expense of others. And we see it right in front of our eyes. We see it from our politicians, where people are in it for themselves. I um, I just recall back now when, you know, very rich uh, people in, in, in America who are, are feeding on and frenzied on, you know, protesters to break in, to steal, to burn cities down. But they say, don't come to my neighborhood. Don't come close to me. You see, they are lovers of themselves. And obviously, when 
when Paul wrote this to Timothy, he wasn't writing about the riots that's going on now in America, but certainly there is an there is an underlinement in man right now who is more for himself than his brother or his sister or his neighbor. And it's important for you and for me to know this. He says, lovers for themselves, lovers of money. Absolutely. We are living in a time where, the, where we can see it absolutely the, the difference or, or the middle class is gone, where there's just the rich and the super rich getting richer and, and think that that money gives them the right to, to make decision for the poor. And we see it playing all over. It's, it's all over the world where this gap becomes bigger. The, the middle class is being taken out. And it's because of the love for money, boasters, sprout, blaspheme, disobedient to parents. How, how do we see that happening now that young, young men, and I, you know, it, it, it's a compliment to call, to call them men, but young, young people, if I want to say that, beat up an old lady. It is terrible. There's no respect anymore. But you see, Paul had it right because we are living in dangerous times. And he, and he, and he, he says it to Timothy, this young pastor, who's going to stand up in front of a people and preach to them to, to make them aware. Now, no doubt, I know that you're aware of these things and see these things also happening in front of your eyes. So he says, disobedient to parents and thankful we, it, is, it is a time in our lives where people are the most unthankful. You can give them anything. They will not appreciate that. And, and it's so true. Unholy, unholy, um, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control. I rest my case. If you look at self-control, it's to control yourself, not to conduct into what other people are doing. I, uh, I put down to that word the, the ability to make a decision for yourself. But we cannot see this uh, in our society anymore. Hence, I come back to what I say. We are living in a lawless society. Now, I know my brother and my sister, my dear friend, that you and I, we abide by the law. Because I cannot see myself breaking the law like I see people do these days. But uh, there's just a disregard for that. You know, defund the police, get rid of the police. I wonder what's going to happen then. But, you know, Paul had it so right. He says, uh, without self-control, brutal. The brutality that we see that's going on in the world makes it dangerous times uh, for us to understand what it is. The despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, Haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And then when Paul writes to this young pastor, he says they will have a form of godliness. A form that so they will look like the real deal when they talk about godliness, but denying the power thereof. The power thereof. And from such people turn away. Turn away. Don't follow them. Don't join them. Don't. It just says, turn away from such people because it is bad news. And he, he says it for us right there. He says, and from such turn away 
For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sin, led away various by various lusts, and always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Now I know that you, you might be thinking, my dear preacher, my dear pastor, how do you start a sermon like that? Well, it's evident around us. We can't deny what we see. But I want to warn you. I just want to say that look wide and listen wide. Do not believe every single thing that your eyes see or that your eyes hear. What you can hold on to is the absolute truth. And that's the word of God. Hold on. These are the days. I actually want to, I feel inclined to call you up. I urge you in, in the words of Paul to grab onto your Bible and to grab onto the truth therein and to read the world through the eyes of your Bible. No, no, not world focus, but Bible focus when we look around things happening. It is so easy. And, and I preached about it a few weeks ago again when I said that the, the, the plan of the enemy is to, to separate people from one another. And think where are we are now. We are separated by this disease that is called COVID-19. Separated. And when you are separated, that's when you become weak. Now, I've, I recall a, a story that I've heard as a pastor who was writing and he said there was one church member who didn't come to church often. And this particular brother wasn't there for a couple of months. So, uh, and he tried to call him up and always get a get a, a message and leave a message. So he eventually he turned up at the brother's house. And when he turned up there, they just sat down and and they looked down to the to the carpet and the man knew. He knew he didn't come to the church so often. And the pastor said to him, look, I want to tell you this. If we've got a fire, a bonfire, and you see the coals in the fire, what are they? The man said, well, they are red hot. Yes, because it's in the fire. It's close to each other. And it gives heat to, to the coal next to it. And the coal next to it gives heat to it. And it makes up for this really beautiful warm fire. And the pastor says, well, if I... Take one of those coals and I pull it away from the fire. What will happen? Oh yes, says the man. It will turn black and it will lose its uh, fire, its heat. And eventually it will die. And, and the pastor said to that man, that coal are you. You are that coal. You, you've gone away from the heat. And we know it. We're in a danger, brother and sister, where we are separated from each other. It is a good thing as well because it tests our faith. But the, the, the fact of the matter here is, is for you to hold on to the word of God. Look, we can be separated, but let the word of God never be separated from you. And the God of the word of God never be separated from you. So I just wanted to start to talk about this because I know that we are living in times and it's dangerous times. And there's talks about recessions and there's talks about job losses and there's talks about a new normal and there's talks about and, and let me just talk about this as well for a minute that the I hear it I hear there's people who saying that we are now in the tribulation and the rapture didn't happen that's that's nonsense I do not believe in that I still believe the rapture is still to come 
But my dear friend, we are absolutely not in the wrath of God. And we are absolutely not close to the wrath of God. These things will happen. We read that. This is how it will be in the last days. And uh, when these days happen, it will become worse. I mean, take for, for, for instance, Matthew 24. When Jesus and his disciples was walking next to the big temple. And, and they asked him three questions about the end times. And Jesus, and, and I just want to pick this. And I know I'm parachuting into a lot of these phrases. But Jesus used one, uh, I want to pick one verse that Jesus used. He says in verse 10, Matthew 24, 10, And then many will be offended. And this is what we see. The offense of so many. Uh, it's not only what you see out there, but you think about friends and family who are so offended. Friendships breaking up. Uh, if you bring it in home, you say the wrong thing to a person and then they never talk to you anymore because they are offended. And it comes back to what Paul said to Timothy. He said, men will be lovers of themselves. You see, somebody who's a lover of himself cannot forgive somebody else. Why? Because you are offended by that person. Well, the Bible says we need to forgive. And, and here he says, then many will be offended. Jesus was talking about the last days. And, and it's so true that the offense becomes a spur on for anger. And it turns into wrath. And then he turns into doing things that you don't normally do. And he says that to them. He says they will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Friends, brother and sister, sir, madam, this is the times that I've seen the most hate in the world right now. The most hate that you can think of. Um, and then he says in verse 11, Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. If there is a time for false prophets, it's right now. If the world is in chaos like it is right now, if it's falling apart at the seams, I mean, we see display on TV screens, social media, wherever you see, we see what's happening in front of our eyes. There is so much that's happening behind the scenes. That, that I know of. That's coming. Um, people who has not got good intentions for mankind. And here he says that they will betray one another and will hate one another. This is the times we are living in. Hatred is like the next pulse of your heartbeat. That's how close hatred is to some people. The next pulse could be hatred. Then many false prophets will rise and deceive many. Uh, and, and I can say I've already seen, you know, as there is good messages going through uh, the videos into the world, there's also very bad ones and there's very wrong ones. There's many deceitful ones that's going into the world. And you've got to be careful, my dear friend, my dear brother and sister. You've got to measure every single message you listen to the word of God. Is it true? Does it carry the stamp of approval from God? So, um, and they will deceive many. The time is ripe. And verse 12, and because lawlessness will abound. 
Now, when Jesus was sitting there at the temple that day with the disciples looking at this beautiful, magnificent temple, there was, there was no lawlessness in, in the streets. But Jesus was talking in the future. He says that lawlessness will abound. And brother and sister, dear friends, we see that abounding today. Today. He says it will abound and the love of many will grow cold. And this is the warning today. Uh, look, I've prepared the next um, sermon in Mark. I'm not going to preach it now because I've run out of time. But I've just felt needed today to talk to you about these things. We will continue next week in the book of Mark and we will uh, follow Jesus as he goes into a Gentile country and see what happens there. But for now, let's just let's just think about this. Is this because lawlessness will abound and the love of many will grow out, grow cold? This is a warning. I want to warn you that your love not to grow cold. If you focus too much on other things, your love will grow cold. Just go and read Revelation, the Church of Ephesus. When uh, Jesus spoke to, to uh, Paul, uh, to John on the Isle of Patmos, he said, and when he said, write this to the church of Ephesus, the letter to, to Ephesus, he says to them that you've lost your first love. The love grew cold. And there's so many things that can make your and my love grow cold happening today. Separation is one. Separation is one. This is now a time that you need to pray more, that you read your Bible more, that you hold on to Jesus more, that when you see things happening or people or prophecies or anything, that you first pick up your Bible and seek what is truth. The Bible, the word is truth, but many will grow cold. And that is sad. That, that is sad. Uh, and, and we need to pray for that. In verse 13, he says, But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now, we need to endure, brother and sister, during these times. So you say, that is a very dark and bleak picture that you gives us there. What then? What do we do, preacher? Well, I, I've already said it. I said to you, we need to pray. Go on your knees and call out to God. Stay faithful to Him. So you say, preacher, what, what do we do then? I mean, you've been talking about all of the negative things that happen. And, um, and, and you said we're living in dangerous times. Well, let not fear grab a hold of you. Because the Word of God says that He did not give us a spirit of fear. No. I, I didn't say all of these things for you to be fearful, but I say these things for you so that we can navigate our way through the next uh, six months or year or two years with Jesus Christ. Look, the Bible says if he's at my side, uh, you know, he, he will carry us through. He says that, you know, greater is he who is in me than he that's in the world. But you say, what do we do? And I want to I want to implore you to do the following. Uh do what Paul writes to the church in Philippi when he writes this down in Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 8. He says to them there, finally, brethren, and I like that word, finally, brethren. He says, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, 
whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. That's the answer. That's the answer. I, I felt compelled in my heart to talk to you about the dangers, what we see. I didn't need to lecture you because you can see it for yourself. I gave you scripture verses around that. And if you were fearful around some of these things, do not be fearful. But here is what we need to do. And I endeavor to do that. To look down at the things which is true. Follow that which is true. Forget the lie. Uh, the things which are noble. The things which are just. Which are praiseworthy. And I've got a good suggestion to you that you will find all of those things right here. Right here. I pray for each one of you. I pray that the Lord will help you. I thank you for the report back from some of you. And as I said before, I'm looking forward for when we're all going to be gathered together in our hall where we get together on Sundays, but also one day where all of these lawlessness things and stuff can't touch us. What a day that will be. When my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face and he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. May the Lord bless you this week. And like I say, next week we will continue in the book of Mark because I want to continue preaching on and not focus too much on the worldly things. This is my sermon that I've preached about that. Um, and I know there's not much in there. But there's one thing we can hold on and that's faith. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you, Father, that you knew about these things before they happened. And I thank you, Lord, that you are our strength. You are our anchor. And Father, we put all of our trust in you. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.